Hey church, we just heard an incredible message that we believe is for you. So get ready to be encouraged, to be strengthened. This will change your life. We love you so much. Love all of you so much. Love you leaders that are listening to this right now. I'm so, so excited uh, that we get to have this time together. Uh, those of you who are listening, uh, again, thank you for all of your willingness to serve. Everyone who's here, thank you for serving week in and week out and having the type of leadership and backbone and heart uh, that you have. It's an absolute inspiration uh, to me. Uh, leaders, you need to know that we just prayed for you. Not only do we just pray for you, we actually, after this little leadership time, we, we take out some time to share stories. And I wanted to uh, read just a couple of re- real quick because you guys who are hearing this don't get to be in this room all the time. So you don't get to hear um, all of the stories. So this is one of the text messages uh, we got from uh, Casey, and it was about Biggs. It says, yesterday... A little girl in Biggs leaned over to one of the leaders during the skit and said, who is Jesus? The leader right then explained who Jesus was and led her in the prayer of salvation, and she asked Jesus into her heart. You, a little girl, (laughs) I don't know who Jesus is. There was another one, too, wasn't there? No, no. Yeah, I want to read it right now, please. Thank you so much. I was trying to share it with everyone who's... um, Okay. Uh, Hello. I'm not sure who intercepts these messages, but I have been coming to White Rock... This was sent on Instagram. I'm not sure who intercepts these messages, but I have been coming to White Rock off and on for the better part of a year now. We live in in the colony, so it's hard to make the drive every week, and it's hard to get connected. Uh, But someone should know that this church has changed my family's life. I was raised in a pew, but my path went crazy, and all of the things I have filled my 20s with made me terrified to step foot into a church again. My husband, who was raised Catholic, loves joining me at Shoreline. I was pregnant with my first child, his second, when we started coming. In the few short months and in the few times we can get there, God has given us hope that I haven't experienced since I had the innocence of a child. We are baby Christians. Just one day at a time, what life throws at our young family. But I leave there feeling renewed and refreshed. Thank you for being so warm. You should know that this church has changed my life. Oh, oh, okay. Oops, oops, oops. This is, um, I think it is another page maybe. Is kind of bleeding together. Um, I'm sorry, everyone who is listening right now. Thank you for being so warm and welcoming all the time. This sinner feels comfortable in her own skin and meeting God right where I'm at. I'm not trying to fit into the mold I was raised in. Your church does what it says it does. My family feels loved, valued, and believed in. Thank you for cracking the window for God to start pouring back into us. 
So I just wanted to uh, share that uh, again for all of you who are listening. What we, we, we have these times and share these stories of changed lives every week. So thank you uh, for setting the table. Uh, everybody from parking to follow up to set up to tear down to bigs to littles to host. I mean, hospitality go down the line. Logistics. Thank you so, so very much. Um, uh, let me get into our leadership talk for just uh, just a moment today. Uh, I've already talked a little bit uh, longer, uh, but some of you have been so kind uh, to come up to me and uh, and celebrate or, or, or congratulate uh, me and us on the opportunities that God is opening, you know, for us as a church and the, and the platform that he is expanding uh, primarily uh, as it pertains to me uh, speaking uh, at the last Hillsong conference. And, uh, and I have so appreciated all, all these kind words for sure. And I, I know I'm doing what I would be doing for all of you, which is like, way to go. I'm so proud of you. So I absolutely love that. Uh, so, and I think we ought to always encourage and celebrate each other whenever doors of opportunity are opening because at the end of the day, it's not us. You know, there's no eight by 10 glossy that I have putting out there like, hey, can you have me come preach? You know, I'm not doing that. I don't think that's the way it ought to be done. Uh, so God is opening up these doors and I'm incredibly humbled and uh, I can't believe that he would trust me and trust us, you know, with, with a larger platform. Uh, with that being said, I, w- I want to talk some about promotion uh, for a second. And I, I, w- I want to talk some about as uh, God continues to open up doors, uh, not just for us as a church. This speaks to you at your job. This speaks to you and your family. Family speaks to you in the next seasons of life. Um, what promotion does is it exposes your potential, uh, but it also exposes your problems. It does both of those things, okay? So when you get the new opportunity, you get to see, oh, this is what is in me for the good. But you also see, this is what is in me for the bad. And... Um, And what can happen many times is we can be promoted into places that our our character is not yet ready to sustain. And uh, we end up hurting other people. Uh, You you need to know, uh, my wife, people have told me, I'm I'm, I'm just going to go for this. Uh, People have told me for years, um, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. You're going to go here. You're going to go there. For years, I've heard that. But I can show you my journal. My journal is, God, do not open any door for me. If I am not going to have a deep, loving, intimate relationship with you, do not open any door for me. If my marriage is going to fall apart under the weight of opportunities that you would give, do not open any door for me. If somehow I'm going to get off track and I would in any way stain, not that we can, but you understand what I mean, stain your name and your fame and your glory, keep me exactly where I am because I do not want anything else more than I want you. And I am praying that we would be those types of leaders because in this day and age, individuals are so after lights and glitz and glamour and followers and, cel- and celebrity. And if God wants to give you that, 
great. But for you and I to seek that and not seek him, you have no idea what is about to be pulled out of you when you get into that place. Uh, Peter says to Jesus, I am with you. There's no way I'm going anywhere. You're stuck with me, Jesus. And then the people show up. And when they show up, we discover what's actually in Peter. He saw what was in him too, and he hated it. He ran. Now, the beautiful thing is God is so redeeming, right? I mean, I thank God for his grace. Tell the disciples and Peter, Jesus says, that I, I've risen from the dead. I'm going to redeem him. I'm going to put him back on a brand new path. So now you get all the way to Acts chapter 4. And I won't read all the verses here. But the priests, uh, chapter 4, verse number 1, the priests and the captains of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. They were greatly disturbed uh, because the apostles were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. Then they seized Peter and John. Because it was evening, they put them in the jail until the next day. So now, verse number five, the next day, the rulers and elders and teachers of the law met in Jerusalem, and all these guys got together, and then they brought Peter and John in. And what does Peter do in this moment? This time, he stands up, filled with the Holy Spirit, and said, rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called on account today for an act of kindness shown to a cripple and are asking how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. That is that, that's why this man stands before you healed. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, <laughs> ignorant, ordinary men, they were astonished and took note that these men had been with Jesus. First time, he runs. I don't know him. I don't know him. Cusses out a little girl. I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him. This next time, it's the rulers, the elders. These are the high-profile people of the day. Twitter's going crazy. They are, they are just destroying him. They are coming at him. What are you doing? Oh, how did this guy get healed? He's being ripped apart, and he has an opportunity to stand up again. He does not run away. He stands up, filled with the Holy Spirit, and declares Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. He does not make it about him. He does not make it about his gifts. He does not make it about his name. He does not make it about his gifts. He does not make it about his talents. Instead, he points people to Jesus as much as he possibly can. And when all these leaders are looking at him, they can't help but go, you've been with Jesus. I am praying that that's what people say about us. I love that we're known for love. I love that. That's a compliment. That's a good thing. 
Don't let anybody ever tell you, oh, well, you're that love church. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> what else do we want to be known for? Rules, regulations, barriers? No, no. Yeah, we're known for love. We're known for laying down our lives for each other. We're known for holding up each other's arms. We're known for praying for people. We're known for washing people's feet. We're, yes, yes. Yeah, we're known for making people feel welcome in a world where they're beat up. Yet a lot of people already know they're sinners. Some don't. we got to tell them. But a lot of people already know, I feel guilty. I feel ashamed. We just read about the girl that comes to church, and she's wondering, can I even step into this place again? The enemy is a master at giving guilt and condemnation and shame and putting that on people. And we are the hands and feet of Jesus to take that off of people. But when you are promoted, what's going to come out of you? When you stand in front of people, what's going to come out of you. I am so incredibly thankful for what God is doing in my life, but also in your life. But as he keeps elevating you, I'm praying that the right stuff would come out of us. And when it doesn't, get back to your prayer closet and say, God, thank you that I'm in a safe place where I could be exposed and you can remind me that I'm not as far along as I thought I was. Where you can remind me that I need your grace still. Where you can remind me that I have not arrived yet. Where you can, you can remind me that I'm still on the potter's wheel. Thank you that I'm in an environment filled with love where people will, will mend me and mold me and shape me and encourage me to help me become who you're calling me to be. And God, give me another chance, just like you did with Peter. Give me another chance to get it right. Give me another opportunity to proclaim your name. Give me another opportunity to stand up filled with the Holy Spirit and say, this is about Jesus and about Jesus alone. The promotion exposes Exposes the potential, yes, indeed, but it definitely exposes the problems. I heard a friend of mine uh, say, you can't call someone loyal till their loyalty is tested. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I like that. I'm loyal, I'm loyal. Peter's like, no, I'm not going anywhere, I'm not going anywhere. Not go-. Then first time it's tested, you went another direction. But the next time it was tested. There had been a transformation and a change. The resurrection of Jesus Christ, the words of our Savior, had so marked Peter's life that he stood up in front of the leaders of his generation and said, there's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. It's only Jesus and Jesus alone. Hey, I love you so much, leaders. I'm so thankful for you and excited about the future for all of us. God bless. Serve team, we love you. Thank you so much for using your gifts and your talents to make it honor as it is in heaven. We pray that today's talk has pushed you forward in your development as a leader. You are loved, you're valued, and you're believed in. Can't wait to see you on Sunday or in one of our connect groups.